Comedy LOL Podcast Network. To the virgin goddess, whom the fable asserts to have sprung from the head of Jupiter. And the Pythagoreans compare it to the ruler of all things. For that which neither produces nor is produced remains immovable. For generation consists in motion, since that which is generated cannot be so without motion, both to cause production and to be produced. And that is by Philo of Alexandria. Hello, Ashley. Hi. I think that this quote is a great one to use for this week because we're talking about the number seven, and um, we're obviously it starts off with saying seven alone, um, and we're also talking about the chariot. Um, so obviously, it talks a little bit about movement. But I think I don't want to get too deep into this quote because we are going to be talking about the number seven a little bit later on. Um, but what I like so much about it is it really kind of once you go into the meaning of seven, I feel like there's so much description of the combination of threes and fours here. Um, oh, yeah. And so, you know, what was the meaning of three? What was the meaning of four? Well, you could go back and listen to our last pod or last couple podcasts where we talked about three and four um, and then kind of think about what then would bring about a seven. That being said, now looking back at the quote, it's saying it's neither, neither produces nor is produced, right? So three and four wouldn't ne- necessarily produce a seven. Um, <laughs> but I think it's a nice complement of those two numbers to say like what would this bring about what would this number then look like so I don't want to get too deep into it um, but I really love this because I think it encompasses all the things we're going to be talking about today very well said and I could not have said it better that was great. <laughs> good so don't try no I'm kidding um, all right <laughs> okay Ashley's so picking on me. <laughs> what are we talking about today we're talking about the seven of cups and we're talking about the chariot, and then we're talking about the number seven. Um, I'm just going to jump in and start right off with the seven of cups, and I'll start off with a description of it, and then we can kind of talk about initial thoughts. Okay, let me just get into the description here of it. Um, I feel like this is going to be kind of hard to get into, um, but all right, we're going to get there anyway. So, all right, the seven of cups. Uh, the background is just pure blue. You have a uh, black shadowy figure in um, the lower left-hand corner. And before this figure, you see like a gray cloud. In the gray cloud, there are seven cups, and each cup has something inside of it. So there's, um, there is a face. There is like a covered figure in the center that has like a red aura around it. The cup on the top right has a snake coming out of it. And then there's four cups at the base. Um, again, we're talking about that three-four combo here. So the cup in the bottom of the, on the base here on the left has a um, like a castle of some sort. The one to, second to the right has what to me looks like jewels. 
the one second to the the I'm sorry, that was second to the left. Second to the right has a laurel wreath in it or a, kind of a top of it. And the one all the way to the right has what to me looks like a dragon kind of coming, sitting on top of it, perched on top of it. And all of these cups are sitting in this gray cloud before this shadowy figure. That How do we great. feel about that description? Okay, That's cool. Perfect. All it. right. All right. So initial thoughts on this card when you look at it. What are your thoughts? Initial thoughts, it looks like a good card. It looks like somebody has either a lot of choices or a lot of good fortune coming their way. Um, <clears throat> and the guy, the shadowy figure on the bottom, even though we can only see him from the back, we can't see the front of him. He has a posture which kind of, it's like a little bit of surprise, but like a happy yes. surprise. Yep, absolutely. I said that this, just again, initial thoughts, you're right. So I, I'm likening it to the fact that the light looks like it's coming from the cups, so that's why the back of the figure is shadowy, so we can't see them. So it's kind of like illuminating this person's face. So again, I'm, I'm also thinking, hey, that's a great card. And my initial thought when I looked at this was like, this is the inside of my brain all the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Also, I want to say the one with jewels, it looks like a sundae, like an ice cream sundae with bubblegum on it. But maybe that's just because I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. For an ice cream sundae, (laughs) apparently. Um, Okay. So those are our initial thoughts here. If you want to see what this card looks like, you can always look at our Instagram, at Terrible2, T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L, and then the number two. Or you can Google it, Rider Weight Tarot, Seven of Cups. Um, okay. So, um, what I do want to start off talking though about is, you know, we're talking about cups this summer because we've related it to the season of summer. We're talking about how it has to do with love and emotions. Um, and, um, if I'm thinking back to that and I'm thinking that cups is related to those two things, I just almost liken this entire card now that we're kind of getting into it here to like being obsessed with material things or being obsessed with things that are not, um, you know, not like another person or not that you need to be obsessed with another person, but kind of obsessed with like superficial things. Yeah. I love that you said that because I was looking at this card earlier today and that's exactly what I thought. It reminded me of one of the 10 commandments. And I love to bring religion into this, um, which in the 10 commandments, which is, I forget what number it is, but it says thou shall not have any other gods before me or, um, or like not worship false idols. And I believe that whole idea, if you look at it more on a personal level, it's more about material things or, or material or earthly goods and putting those ahead of yourself or your fellow man or other people. So I, I like to think when they're talking about God, they're more talking about the spirit of humans in general and humanity and what's good for the individual first, because that's how I feel. And then what's good for everybody. So are you, you know, is this person, are they looking at all these false idols and wondering which one they're going to worship? Do you know, um, not that I'm like going to be like, oh, you should watch this show on TV because I don't think you need to take any of my suggestions seriously, but there is a show called American Gods. And this is kind of what it reminded me of because the premise of the show, I mean, I'm not going to get like too deep into it, was that there are these kind of older gods, more spiritual, um, that people turn to in various times in um, the past. And it's 
kind of like a fight between the old gods, which would be like these religious kind of spiritual leaders, and the new gods, and some of them would be examples like media or new media or mm. things like that. Um, and so literally when I look at this, that's kind of what it reminds me of, of like these new gods or these new things taking the place in someone's mind of um, – you know, maybe more introspection going away from that and just being focused on something more superficial and material. Yeah, and the other thing that I really like the way, to basically to add to what you're saying and to come back to that commandment because it says thou shalt not have any other gods before me. And it's like literally these cups are before this figure. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's like spelling it out in plain symbolism for you that this guy – because he's shadow, he's dark, he's not he's not maybe taking care of himself. He's more worried about these uh, earthly pleasures or whatever they could be, earthly goods. Or, and, you know. and I like that you keep saying no other gods as in plural because I think that um, it's either very clever in the way that it was written by not saying any other god before me because for me that almost makes it seem like it's like one or the other. Um, but by saying gods, it's like you could literally find those anywhere. Um, and that's what I love is that looking at the card, there's so many different items in each of these cards. So it could be like anything. People could find this kind of obsession or, you know, um, like a worship of any of these different things. So let's kind of dive in there, I think, um, about what we think they represent. All right. Sound good? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. What do you think with the um, – so we'll, let's start with the head on the top left. What do you think that could be? I said that, that was looks. Looks oh like vanity, yes. You know what? I just thought of something. There's seven deadly sins. Yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're like, ah, bingo. <laughs> I clearly had way too much time when I was writing my notes for this. No, you just no, no. That's that's why you're a great co-host. <laughs> um. Yeah, so for that one, I said, um, you know, any kind of material, uh, not material, like like superficial looks. Um, and, you know, I live in Los Angeles. I obviously have experience with people that um, kind of gravitate in that direction. I can see them all the time. And I think it's kind of a way for them to maintain, obviously not only their physical youth, but like kind of a moment in time for them. Um yeah, that makes sense. Um, people always right, did want you have to any... live in the past. They, you know, we I think we talked about this before, where people they think that the past, it, you know, they look at it through rose colored glasses. They don't remember, you know, how it really was. They think it was all butterflies and sunshine. Mm-hmm. But okay, go ahead. Um, where are you going? So, um, my question for you was, um, what did you think of the face? I had a similar I, – I would say either beauty or it could also be if this is a male and he's lusting after females or vice versa. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it could have to do with that because it, it kind of looks like it could be a female and like a goddess maybe. Okay, yeah. So. Um. All right, so let's go to the next one, um, which is in the center up at the top, which is this like – kind of covered figure with its arms stretched out. It kind of reminds me of the figure in, in Rio, the Christ figure in oh, Rio, yeah, the yep, statue, mm -hmm. except covered with, like, a cloak. Yeah. Um, and so what were your thoughts on that one? This, to me, seems like it symbolizes blind faith because you have, like you said, like this Christ figure, and then mm -hmm. he's covered so he can't see anything. So for, that's what I get out of it. 
He also okay. looks like a mushroom, too. So that's something where, which is hilarious. If you want to listen to the Brandon Bonanza podcast, we were just talking about mushrooms. Uh, I'm going to post that one <laughs> this week, too. So look for that. It's on the same feed at ComedyLOL.com. <clears throat> so it could. And there's, um, I think there's even a couple books written about how the, I think it's the Anita Mascara mushroom. People used to use it in religious uh, I guess rites or rituals and some people think that even the body of Christ and a lot of that stuff comes from mushrooms kind of oh, like a, how interesting like mushroom cults yeah yep um well for me I said that this one um because I was going off of the seven deadly sins um was anger honestly and the uh, only reason I said that is kind of like because you can't see you know, it's like blinded Blind by rage, rage type yeah. of thing. Right. Um, and then there's that red coloring. Look at me. I'm like all ready to go today. <laughs> yeah, you're telling it. I like that. I like that. I didn't even think about that because for me, the way the arms are open, I was kind of more of a um, like a welcoming thing. But I could see that. I see exactly what you mean now that you said that. It's great. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then the, let's go to the one at the top right um, with the snake coming out of it. All right. You go first this time. Um, so turns. for me, I just said that this one was envy, um, just because uh, when I think of a snake, I think of kind of being envious, I guess. I don't even really know where my connection there came from, um, but it was one of those, like, kind of slithering around trying to get something that someone else has, I guess. that That's just what I wrote down. Yeah, I could see that. For me, this looks like it could be, it could symbolize knowledge. Okay. If you think of the tree of knowledge in the in the Garden of Eden and the tree of life, you know the snake. Or it could also mm-hmm. it could also represent because the snake is supposed to represent the tempter. So it could represent that um, maybe that skill somebody wants to become a really good salesman, but not in a good way, and like want to screw people over and make a lot of money. You know, they can get like mm-hmm. slimy like a snake. Even though snakes aren't slimy, and I love snakes. <laughs> I, I love snakes as well. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so let's look at the one then on the bottom left, the one that looks like a house. What did you say? I'd say that would represent material wealth, like a mansion mm-hmm. or a castle. Like this guy, you know, every king has his castle. But this looks a little opulent. You know, it's it's really big. It's coming out of the cup. It's even coming up to the other cup. It's got towers and everything. So maybe right, living like, beyond your means or, or living more extravagant than you need to. Yes, and it's very over the top um, in terms of, like, in, I guess, obvi- like you said, the size and even just, like, the little bit of detail work that we get there. It doesn't look like a poor person's house. For sure, yeah. It looks like some kind of nice mansion or chateau or something. Mm-hmm. And so I would definitely agree with you on that one um, in terms of what my thoughts were. Okay, so the one next to it, Second to the left, that looks like you said uh, ice, ice cream, cream sundae, sundae with with the gumballs on it. What did you say? This, I think it's pretty clear that it just represents material wealth. Yes. Because obviously money, there's always money, paper money hasn't always existed. So if you're going to, if you want to represent it as a symbol, you would definitely use these jewels and gold. So mm-hmm. that's what I got out of that. I agree. I said that one was my greed one. Um, and you know, it obviously is wanting to get as much material possessions as possible. Um, 
So that's what I had down for that one. Okay, so I'm really excited about this next one. Second to the right in the bottom row here with the laurel wreath over it. You go. I just want to point out first. Okay, yeah, so go ahead. what I want to point out first is in the cup, it looks like a skull. Oh, wow, yeah. Right? I like that. Okay, so I said for me this one was sloth. All right. Because when I think of a laurel wreath, Mm -hmm. I think of the Olympics, and I think of, like, physical performance. And because it's sitting over the cup that has the skull in it, for me, that – uh, I said that meant that it was the opposite of that physical performance, and it's like death and decay, which could come about by sloth. I uh, like how you related to the seven deadly sins there. I went in a little <laughs> bit of a different direction because you know how I am. If you look at the laurel, this is, looks like something Caesar would wear or a ruler yes. would wear or an emperor. So I'm looking at this as similar to what I said with the snake when you want these skills maybe in sales. This is some kind of skill – to somehow rule over your fellow man or obviously how I feel about politicians, which I'm not a big fan. I think they're kind of taking advantage of people. So I think that's what that would represent. This is a person who looks at wanting to control people or to rule over them or to be the master, but not in a, mm-hmm. not in a helpful way, not in a way that they're going to like guide people, but in a way they're going to take advantage of them, especially because that skull is there. And if you think of, like, the Skull and Bone Society, you know, that secret society that's supposed to be at Yale where all the presidents went. Think of it that. You know, you got that skull, and then you have this symbol of, like, an emperor. So that's obviously mm-hmm. where my brain would go. I love that. Okay, <laughs> so we have one cup left, which is the one in the bottom row on the right that looks like a dragon? Yeah. Okay, what were your thoughts on that? I think this is maybe would represent like physical, uh, maybe strength or power, but again, not really in a good way. Because if you think about a dragon could be like, like a devil or a demon. So Mm -hmm. this is, this is maybe wanting strength to, to me, but for a bad purpose, like the, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to think like to rob people or to just exert your will over them. So, or maybe to be a bully, so something like that. I said that this one for me, this was my lust one. Oh, yeah. Because the way that it's, like, perched on there, it looks like it's, like, about to pounce. Yeah. Um, and it's just, the color a little bit threw me off. However, that being said, because it's blue, I'm going to equate it to, you know, something that's emotional, but maybe more like a, those feelings, right? Those, like, lustful kind of feelings. Um. And so for me, just the stance on that, it was like, for me, that one was easy to kind of define. Like, oh, that's that's what that one is. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so we've gone through, um, let's talk about the cloud. Do you have any thoughts on the cloud before we jump into meanings here? I think that it's something that's, it just represents something that's in this person's imagination or in their thoughts. So mm-hmm. this isn't something that is external that they're actually looking at. These are either choices that this person has that they can make or it's like some kind of fantasy i kind of love that it's in a cloud because i think that you're right it makes it seem like it's not so physical and i think a lot of times these temptations are not necessarily in the physical i think that it's a lot of times in your own head um and that's where your obsession with those things come from and we've seen cards where the cups have been in the physical realm and i love that they're not for this one yeah and to add to that 
I think that this should actually be a little inspirational to people because and it, it also is similar to when some Christians or maybe Catholics say that you have to keep your thoughts pure. If you look at it in another sense, how you can take that is that everything, every action that you do starts as a thought. So even if you have a habit, you have that initial thought to go smoke a cigarette, you know, to go beat your wife or whatever it is you're addicted to. <laughs> you have that initial <laughs> thought. So if you could learn to stop that thought and examine it and say, wait, do I really need to smoke? What's going on? Or am I just bored or whatever it is? Um, you know, maybe smoking's a bad example, but you know, any, even eating, say you're, you think you're hungry and it's in the middle of the night, maybe you're not really hungry. You're just bored. So, mm -hmm. but on this would obviously be translated to a bigger scale because this guy has all these choices where he's going to go. So, but yeah, it's the same thing. So if you have this false God or false idol or whatever it is, that's going to rule your life. Maybe you have to stop and think about it, you know, before you. Um, before you actually go out and make it a physical part of the physical realm and do it. And I, I also really like looking at it that none of these cups seem to be on like the forefront. It's not like there's one that's bigger than the other. It's not like one seems more appealing than the other. So I think it just seems like there can be a temptation with a whole bunch of different things. Um, maybe at different points in your life, different cups, a different one of these cups might appear bigger or kind of more appealing, but as they stand right now, they're kind of all very similar in size. I like it. Which I would say that for me, just again, looking at it, I'm like, okay, so then he's not necessarily obsessed with one of these things. Yeah, it's more like their possibilities. Right. Okay, let's jump in though into, um, if this came up in a general reading, this card, what would you say? So to switch gears a little bit, this card can also be interpreted in a very positive way because this could also mean that you have some fortunes coming your way, that you have, you know, all these different symbols can represent positive things, obviously. Yes. So this could represent something that's coming up. Maybe you're going to have a choice between some good things or maybe some fortunes going to come your way. Maybe things are going to start to work out in your life. So yeah, um, I, look at it. and I, I also wrote down like plenty of choices and uh, possibilities and opportunities. Yeah. You know, um, obviously who doesn't want to have, I mean, I personally probably would hate having that many possibilities or options for something. It's too many, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> but, but it's like one of those, wow, you know, there really is no wrong choice here. Again, going back to the fact that they're all similar sized. Yeah. That was just for me. I like okay? that. I didn't really get that, that. We were saying before, I mean, I, when you said it, but I didn't notice that before to use, you know, to, I didn't notice that they were all the same size and that could represent exactly equal choices. So very well. Um, yeah. So for me, that's what I said about a general reading um, and then using the rest of the cards and whatever the spread is to kind of talk about what are these different opportunities or choices or possibilities referring back to. Um, you know, not, doesn't have to necessarily be one thing, but if you're looking at a relationship reading, right, that's going to be something different than if I'm just saying a general reading. Yeah. Um, and then looking at the other cards that get picked. Yeah. It's so, always good um, to use the other cards in context and even pull another card if you have to, because if you can, exactly. even the cards that are next to it, they'll, they'll relate to it and what it means and how you could use it as either a foundation or a base. So let's talk about if this card comes up in a love reading. If, what were your thoughts? Um, this could represent somebody that's not focused on their relationship. They're focused on all these other worldly 
things. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're not worried. Um, maybe they think that their relationship is getting stale, or maybe they just are, for some reason, they think they don't have to put work into it. But these are all the other things that might be tempting them. So maybe they're putting, you know, these riches and jewels and lovely Sunday ice cream above their loved one. Or maybe they're putting material possessions or whatever it is. I said um, if you're in a relationship, this is not being emotionally fulfilled in that relationship. Which is basically what you just said, kind of Mm -hmm. looking other places. But, I mean, if I'm going to stay positive, I'm going to try to stay positive here. I could also say that that could be, like, different facets of your relationship. So, like, I'm trying real hard now to go away from my uh, initial description of the card as the symbols as the seven deadly sins. But to say, like, this could be the different things that the different things that you do with your partner or the different parts of your relationship. It's not always going to be, you know, one dimensional, or at least hopefully it's not one dimensional. Hopefully there's multiple dimensions to that relationship. Um, And then I also said then if you're single, and this is just going to tie a little bit into what I say for the career reading, um, this would be looking for love online, which also would mean like technology, apps, things like that. Yeah, I really like that. I didn't think about that before, but you're right because when you're on these dating sites, which I have allegedly been on before, it Me that's too, exactly what it is because everyone's putting their best self forward and you get like the same snapshot of everybody. You get like a couple pictures, you get a description, yeah, yes. and you have all different types of uh perspective mates i guess or perspective dates. and you could find you could literally go into a rabbit hole of like things that you're looking for i am looking for a farmer who's a catholic with red hair who has this type of dog and you just like oh my god i got a friend hang on i'll call him (laughs) ed sharon call him (laughs) um so i mean that uh I, for me, it was just like, okay, it's one of those, everything is at your fingertips in terms of now dating. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I have my own thoughts on that, but that's not for this. Um, okay, let's move on and look at a career reading. What were your thoughts? In a career reading, this would, to me, represent choices that the person has on their path. So, for example, if they wanted to open their own business... These are the different these all these seven symbols can represent different businesses or different paths to open or I'm sorry mm-hmm. to go down or different ideas to explore. Yep. I wrote down jack of all trades. Oh yeah. I would love someone to describe me like that. An Ashley of all I trades. I think <laughs> I think if you were to describe me now, they're like, Welcome to the Terrible anything. Podcast with Brandon and <laughs> Ashley. She is an Ashley of all trades. There you go. I just did it for you. Um, <laughs> and, um, okay, so I also said um, internet jobs. So if you listen to the um, episode where I did a reading with my friend Mari, she works in um, new media, which is what they call, which is what they call internet jobs. Um, and this is one of the cards that came up in her reading. And I was like, shut up. And when I told her that she like, her jaw was like on the floor. Um, yeah, it was a great episode. Yeah. And so, and then I said, you know, not everyone's going to work in like internet, um, jobs because maybe you live somewhere where that's not a possibility, which I don't really see how that's a possibility now because you can do that anywhere, but whatever. Um, I said, if you had like a, another type of, of career you were focusing on, I said it would be, um, alternative healthcare. Oh yeah. Like a homeopathic doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and kind of looking outside like the norm. Um, yeah, because you're using your for, creative force. That that cloud could be that creative force to come up with these different ways to help people. I had this card come up the other day in, in my own card of the day, and my my fixation on most of my cards of the day is normally work focused. I'm always looking to kind of like get some clarity there and um, give me something to think about for the day just because I feel like I've been so stressed when it comes to work um, for the past like two months, which we just talked about before we started the podcast. Um, And when I pulled this card for me, again, I didn't look at it as like a Jack of all trades. I literally just looked at it as like this person juggling all of these different tasks. So for me looking at it for a career reading, I'm just like, there's so many different projects going on. um, And, I just kind of have my eggs in all of these different baskets. I know that's like a different thing that you're talking about when you say eggs in a basket, but like that's kind of like I have my hand in all of these different pots. Maybe that's a better yeah, thing to say. It's, you're um, juggling all these different things. And they're right, always and again, on your mind. They're always in your brain. That's why this cloud's there because they're always on your mind. And you have this dark figure who in that context can seem a little overwhelmed. Maybe he's like woozy and doesn't know what to do. Yes, Yes, and going back to what I said about the cup sizes, because there's not one bigger one, it's like there's not one thing in my mind to focus on, which is why it's so hard for me to focus because I'm juggling constantly all of these different tasks in my head because not one is standing out in the forefront of saying, like, do this first. Are you, are you telling me you want to quit the podcast? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I literally just told you today that I love I know, doing I'm this and I look kidding. forward to doing that. Drama. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, All right. yeah, this um, is like the this is our our stress relief for the week. A <laughs> hundred million percent. Um, okay, so I feel I've talked enough about the seven of cups. How do you feel? Yeah, I I think so too. Cool. Let's move on to the chariot. Um, I was trying to um write down my description because as I listen back to the podcast, sometimes I'm like, what am I even saying? Um, so. But I didn't do it for this one because there was literally so much going on here in this picture. And I'm like, I knew I'd forget something. So I'm going to do my best to try to describe it for everyone. But you can always check out our Instagram or look it up um, on Google. So the chariot is, again, our seven card. And in this card, you've got a figure front and center. And this figure is kind of covered in what looks like armor. Um, We can get a little bit into their dress and um, the armor in a little bit. But... They're sitting, they're standing in a chariot that kind of has a, um, like a, like a roof kind of that looks like a curtain that's blue with all these stars on it. The chariot itself is gray and it's being pulled by these two animal-like figures in the front. One is white and one is black. Um, the chariot itself has these big yellow wheels on each side and it's sitting on this green lawn. Behind it, you see a river. Behind that you see this green area with trees, and behind that you see what looks like a city protected or like a fortress protected by this wall. Um, So the figure is outside of the wall um, and actually facing away from the city, and then the background of the card is just a bright, vibrant yellow. So let me just talk a little bit about the, the armor here of this person. The person is in the chariot. They're wearing, it looks like almost like it could be a leather skirt um, that has all these different symbols on it with a golden sash. They have the two crescent moons almost like um, like shoulder pads and these white um, like coverings on, on their arms. Um, and on the top of their head is a crown, 
and in the center of the crown is a um, eight-pointed eight star. Mm-hmm. And in one hand, they have like a – it looks kind of like a scepter, which to me felt a little weird in a chariot. Yeah. Did you um, – okay. I'm not sure. Um, did you mention the water? Yes, okay, I did. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, and then one last thing. I'm so sorry for all of all our <laughs> – all our listeners, the center of the chariot, there's like these two blue wings next going into this yellow circle and then drop down from there. It looks like I don't even know like a what shield? I would describe. Yeah, like a shield and inside looks like a red top. Like a dreidel, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, again, definitely look up this card because I was all over the place with that description. Um, so you can see exactly what we're talking about here. But let's kind of... Let's just go into our initial thoughts, kind of, as soon as you looked at it. What, what did you think? I thought Zoltar, <laughs> the fortune teller from Big. He looks yes, like I, why? Yeah, he looks like he's it, it's a fortune teller standing inside a booth, like one of those fortune teller booths where you could put a quarter okay. in. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And immediately my eyes went to the two sphinxes at the bottom, the one, the black, and then the white. Yep. And they really, to me, that represents, it's like the yin and the yang. It's the different forces, the masculine and the feminine forces. Yep. Or powers. Um, and that yellow just really sticks out as well in the background. Yes. So. You know how much I love yellow. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And I talked about it last week. So for me, my initial thoughts, see, like, how fun is this that, like, you know, our initial thoughts on looking at these cards are always going to be so different, right? Because we're going from our past experiences and our interests and stuff like that. This, even though the um, city and the the wall looks very medieval, um, to me, his dress, or, and by that I mean like costuming his outfit, does not look medieval at all. It looks older than that. And it brought me back to almost like um, like a Roman... Um, chariot race or something like that or a Greek chariot race um, and I know that they probably wouldn't be wearing a dress like that right they'd be doing it naked but um, just looking at it it just that's what it reminds me of almost like um, the chariot races that they used to do to you know see who was the best person at driving horses or whatever um, <laughs> like and they so do with for cars me, now it, yeah <laughs> it's just car. like it doesn't it doesn't fit for me the the figure and then the sphinxes obviously don't seem to fit in that time period either of that medieval time i guess you could say that they're roman if you want to talk about like antony cleopatra that kind of thing mm-hmm. but um th- that was just my initial thoughts where it was like this person seems out of place here yeah out of place in time definitely and then well, especially with yes. those curtains that have stars all over them yes yeah i, I hear you um okay so let's go into uh the different things here and what we think they mean. So you talked a little bit about the sphinxes. I thought the same exact thing. Um, I'm so excited to talk about this one in the other deck because I've got so many thoughts. Um, but we're talking about this one first. Let's start off talking about his outfit. Okay. Um, I like the square in the center of his chest. That's kind of where I'm drawn. I don't know if it's because it's like basically dead center. But the square, esoterically mm-hmm. speaking... It represents knowledge because the perfect square, you could fit inside that the circle. And that's kind of the concept of the pyramid because it starts at the bottom as a square. And it also encoded in the pyramid is pi and the circumference, uh, something having to do with the circle. But it has to do with gaining that knowledge. So they say circling the square. It's like it's a saying esoterically. And it means 
gaining knowledge or gaining um, wisdom. Wow. And when you just said that, all I thought of was Hollywood Squares. Um, exactly. <laughs> Axe gets a square. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I, you know, to be honest, like I didn't even, I didn't, my eyes didn't go to that at all. I think because it's white and it's so small and there's so much other stuff going on that I just totally overlooked it. Yeah. It's weird because it's like the plainest of everything. Everything else is so yeah. detailed. So I think it's, it's like a clue. It's just sticking out to, to me anyway, because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's look at his uh, shoulder pads here. That I said looked like the crescent moons, but I also said it looked like the tragedy and comedy face. Yeah, it does. And also, if you ever think of the way the moon is portrayed in cartoons and stuff, how they always show it as a face. Yes, the man and the moon. The man and the moon. So that also throws back to that. But I love that because with the theater faces, because you have the one happy and the one sad, and it symbolizes, again, different forces. Yeah, and going back to what you said about the sphinxes, like the yin and the yang, like a nice balance, yeah. which I said about us earlier via text. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, let's look at his skirt. skirt. I don't even know what else to call it. Like, uh, kilt? Whatever. His yeah. lower body covering What with the little sash. What were your thoughts on that? This just reminds me of a warrior, something maybe like a Scottish warrior would wear, something like that, like. I guess basically like a kilt, but it looks like, like you said, it's either leather or something stronger, not just cotton. So it's something mm-hmm. that's going to be able to, to hold up in combat. I would love to see if any of these symbols are in your symbol book, because it's like, there has to be a message there, right? With the skirt you're saying? Yeah. With the sash too. The skirt, skirt. Yeah. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. There's five squares in it. I don't know. I guess I could look it up while you're talking about the other, other. Well, I mean, I mean, maybe we can talk about that later. But yeah. I'm just like, do you know? There's got to be one of those. Um, there just has to be like a. In my head, it's like it's like a story being told or something. Yeah. Next time we talk about the chariot, actually, we can start with that. Um. Okay. Was there anything? Oh, let's talk about his his crown, his head covering here. What were your thoughts on that? Well, the eight. Pointed star is very important. It's called the Shekinah, yeah. Shekinah, and I think we've talked about it before. So for this, I'd like to bring it back to the knowledge and the wisdom because it's above his head. So this is mm-hmm. somebody who has gained that knowledge and is using it. They have it right at the, the focal point of their head. So this guy's got his shit together, <clears throat> and he's using this chariot to get where he needs to go, basically, in life. And it goes down to these two forces also. The two sphinxes, if you want to get this chariot moving, you have to use both of these powers that they represent in harmony. You have to get yourself together to get where you need to go. And if you look a little bit closer, um, I underneath that the star and like the crown, I said that looked like a laurel oh, yeah. wreath, which again to me would signify a victor. And so just going off of what you said, not only do you have to be able to use those two forces or understand them, it almost like a, is like a victory over them. Yeah, and you have to master like you understand them. the Exactly, exactly. Um, like, okay. like we were saying Let's, before, like um, the same way you have to rule over somebody, this could just be taking in the other aspect. Instead of ruling over men, you have to rule over yourself. Similar to what we said yes. in the Hierophant. Hierophant. 
All right, let's look at the, like, curtain above him. What were your thoughts on that, the blue curtain with the white stars? This, I think they're trying to hint at maybe astrology or that wisdom going back to Mm -hmm. that because it's the daytime, so they can't really show the stars. But they're letting you know that this guy, especially with that scepter, it just kind of gives him that wizard feel a little bit. Yes. And a lot with these stars, it kind of, it's like the, like Merlin's hat you see portrayed a lot with the stars. It's the same, the same thing. So I think not only the star in the middle and the top of his head, the golden star, the chicane we were just talking about represents the knowledge inside, but this, these outside curtains or what have you just represents, I guess, being able to use that knowledge and put it to use. And did you have any thoughts on the fact that like a majority of them look to either be five or six pointed stars? I think that just could represent the different types of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't really have anything else. Yeah, that. I love that. I knew that you'd have something to say about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, let's talk about the chariot itself here. So um, it's a gray chariot, and then the symbol here in the middle. Uh, I never really focused on the symbol, but after we mentioned that that looked like either a top or a dreidel, what came to mind mm-hmm. was when you spin a top, you're not sure what direction it's going to go. It just goes willy-nilly, and it can go anywhere. Yes. So I think that this is letting you know that you always have to be on guard. You always have to keep these forces together. This is something you have to work at. You can't just like read a book or you can't just listen to one of our podcasts and then your life is together. You have to be conscious all the time about your decisions and about your choices because you can end up literally anywhere like a top. Do you know now Now piggybacking off of that yeah. um, is did you ever see Inception? Oh, yeah. And so you know how they have the top yep. that looks oh, kind of yeah, yeah. like that? And when you just said that, like, the be conscious uh-huh. of of what's going on. And, like, that's how they knew if they were in a dream, right? Oh, yeah, because w- if they were conscious not... and they were paying attention to what actually yes. was going on. <laughs> wow, I feel like I'm in Inception right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was great. Did you – yeah. Did you think – did you have any thoughts about the blue wings with the, like, yellow circle? What did you think about it? No, I, I didn't have any oh. thoughts about it, to be honest. <laughs> I, I think it's just similar to the top where you're not sure where it's where it can lead to. If you have these mm-hmm. wings that can get you places, but it, there's no head. There's no, like, eyes to to direct. You know, so you have the same yeah. thing. You have to be conscious of it. It's just this wild power that can go anywhere. Did you have any thoughts about the wheels of the chariot? I like how the wheels, it looks like, well, the the whole chariot, it looks like it's made out of maybe like concrete or something like rock yes. or stone. And the, the um, wheels look like t- they could be either wooden or maybe like wood with brass over them or golden or something. But I think that to me that represents that it's not an easy journey. It's hard. It's tough to move this chariot where you want to. It's, you know, it's heavy. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you better really plan and it's like life. It's going to go where it wants to go. And once it goes there, you can't undo it. Right. So be conscious of your decisions. Don't fall asleep but on I'm a plane and let Leonardo DiCaprio get inside your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also going to say it's the victory over kind of that heaviness. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you, you have it moving and you have the wheels. Right. All right. All right. I got gotcha. you. Okay. So we talked a little bit about the, the sphinxes. Let's talk about the water. All right. So the water could – 
be a way to relate it back to emotions and to mm-hmm. kind of give a shout out to the cups. And it could also signify that this person is out away from the safetiness of this castle and on the other side of the moat. So they're out there in the world ready to charge forward. Like this is a this is an assault. This is a full frontal attack. This guy's going out there to meet the challenge head on. He's not going to wait for it to come get him in his castle. Right. And I said it's uh, uh, kind of like he can overcome that because he has he's been prepared. He has that kind of um, victory over the two different sides of his self or his personality or different ways of thinking. Um so it's one of those, he knows he's capable of winning that fight. Do you know what I kind of noticed too? Do you think that, because these cards are always so detailed, you know how if you look at it, it looks like he's like inside milk in this thing? You know what I mean? Like it's all white uh-huh. right there. What do you think that could mean? I don't know. Like the, the skirt, it goes into there. There's no detail right. the rest of the chariot or whatever. Maybe it's, it's yeah, and it doesn't even go down to like the bottom part of it. Yeah, maybe it's sign. It could signify because um, white is a lot of innocence and purity. So maybe it's yep. just showing that this guy's coming. His base is pure. His his intentions are pure. Oh, mm-hmm. Or maybe just yeah, maybe he's just like I ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> <laughs> or I mean, sorry, Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no legs. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe ain't got no legs. I didn't even notice that until you just said that um, about the the skirt. It could also um, be like he's coming out of a cloud too. Oh yeah, just like like the it seven, this, like same gray. Cups, yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So, did you have any other thoughts on like the fortress city in the background? No, not really. What did you say um, when we were talking about one of the other cards? You were saying that a castle or a city normally means what? It normally represents safety and security. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there away from it, um, kind of like I was saying before, you're out there to meet that challenge head on and you're not cowering in your castle and you're not you know, waiting to be starved out. You're like, we're going to do this. Like Lord of the Rings when they ride out to meet him. I know you haven't seen that, but... It's it's like that thing. They're like, we're gonna ride out. We're not just gonna sit here and die. You know, we're not gonna let men come to the end. We're gonna we're gonna go out there and slay those orcs. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, if this came up in a general reading, what would you say? I tell somebody that you know, is there a decision that you're looking at making? Or maybe you're thinking about moving because this card obviously represents motion. So I'd have to get some kind of perspective. But this could represent maybe you do need to move. Maybe you need to get out of where you are, out of your comfort zone, out of that castle, beyond that moat. And you need to use your forces to get done what you want to do and to go where you want to go in life. What are you doing? Are you sitting home playing video games? I mean, that's not terrible. But, you know, if you could be out there doing things, changing the world... Are you sitting there watching TV all day and on Facebook all day and letting the anxiety just eat away at you? Well, maybe that anxiety is trying to tell you something. You need to get out of those castle walls, out beyond that moat. Use those creative forces Mm -hmm. and go where you want to go or need to go. That's so funny because I also wrote down steering your life in the direction that you want. So like setting goals and then it's like a green light to take control of your life and be like, just do it. Exactly. 
<laughs> this podcast is brought um, to you by Nike. And then I said being brave enough, which is why I was so like when you said that whole thing about um, the security of the the castle and the city. It said being brave enough to take the reins and do something um, like outside of what you would normally want to be doing. Um, just feeling the courage to be able to do that and. Um, I also wrote down just for a general reading that there's often victory in success when you kind of take a chance. You know that that saying, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take? Exactly. Um, Because you know everyone I love live in those types of sayings. Um, All right, so let's talk about if this comes into a love reading. What do we think? I'm, can I go yeah, first? Because I'm literally, I'm going to be you Anytime right now. Anytime you want to go first, um, you just go ahead. <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so I literally, and I put down like, Brandon, um, oh, I said, oh. <laughs> love yourself first. Yeah. Wow, look at that. <laughs> I, said, I wasn't even going to say I, that, I know. that's great. <laughs> I said self-love or loving yourself first and just um, literally putting yourself first. Yeah, I like that. That's great. And I can, and then, go ahead. Just tying it back into what we said about um, the the you know the two faces on the shoulders or the the two sphinxes at the bottom and what I said about the the laurel wreath kind of really getting to know yourself um, to be able to um, to to be able to say like this is who I am before I'm going and looking for someone else. Yeah, like we've said it before. You don't look for somebody else to complete you. You want to be a complete yes. being who can be capable of being happy with yourself and by yourself before you can create a true union with another human who is hopefully the same or, you know, everyone's working toward it. So no one's perfect, obviously, but as long as you're aware of it and you're working toward it, that's the best place to be. And to add to that, Mm -hmm. I think that we, I could say that once you do attain the self mastery that you were talking about, you need to get out there. You can't just sit in your house you know, behind these castle walls thinking it's just going to happen. Maybe on the internet it could, but I think if you're out there and you're doing things and you're using these creative forces to get where you want to go, people are going to notice it. And then you're going to attract a mate because of that. And that's a much better way, I think, to attract a person to be being your true self. You got it together. You're out in the world and somebody sees that and they want to add you to their life because you're going to make their life better instead of be a burden on their life. And a million percent I agree with you on that. I often feel like I meet people or I used to meet people when I'd go out doing the things that I enjoy because then you already know that you have that shared um, interest and you already know that there's the type, they're the type of person, even if they're not super interested in it, they're at least going to go to an event like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that. We're going okay, to the Monster Truck so- Rally tonight. Come on. <laughs> what did you say if this comes up or if you pulled this card for a career reading? big surprise i'm sure but for for coming for me but for career reading this is as it's a seven we talked about all the other major arcana cards leading up to this and most of the theme of it was i was talking about some kind of area of like self-employment or something where somebody can go out on their own and make a living this is the epitome of that because that's what this guy is doing he is outside of the castle outside of the moat and he is mm-hmm. looking for what he wants to do. That could be it. Or it could also be as simple as a career in something that has to do with driving. It could be a driver, a limo driver. It could be a delivery person. You could be, um, you know, a weed delivery person. I don't know. That's a great profession. 
I wish I had one. They have those out here. Yeah. Yes, and you can go on an app, and it just comes right to your house. I, I mean, I, I think. <laughs> I heard, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, there's a... <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I think either one of those two would be, uh, you could you could tell, talk to somebody. Obviously, again, like I said, it all depends on context. I said, I totally agree with you, careers and transportation. Um, I also said, or safety and security. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or even a pilot, um, too. You can look at this as... Because he... he looks like he's going to go fly to the stars. So this could even be an astronaut, you know? Yes. Um, I said in a career reading, if this got pulled up and you weren't necessarily looking for um, a direction in terms of what type of career, I said, it's like a idea of like putting things in motion. So if you want to get out of your job, you need to like get out of the security of it and just apply, apply, apply. I'm just talking hypothetically here, mm-hmm. right? get out or you know things are in motion for you at your current company maybe you are satisfied there and it's like one of those like things are setting you're you're setting yourself up to move up right or to expand whatever you're doing or to succeed at the job that you're doing currently yeah um so a very positive kind of interpretation for me on the career it could also signify the need for you to take charge and wherever it is that you work maybe there's something that needs to happen or even if it's your own business, but you, this person looks like someone who took charge. So maybe this is a call for you to step up and, you know, they always say that you should kind of act, um, you know, if, if, so if you, if you're in a career somewhere, you should always kind of dress for the job yeah, you want, dress for the job yes. you want. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. This guy's dressing for a job, obviously, to be a male stripper or whatever it is. But, yes, dress for the job you want. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Funny, I saw the Chippendale show, and I didn't see this act. No, um, you didn't stay for the late kidding. show. <laughs> Here comes the chariot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do we have anything else to say on the chariot before we move on? No, I think we're good. Okay, cool. So let's just dive in here to the number seven um, before we talk about the other two cards we're going to talk about. Um, I, as you have, if you've listened to every week, you know that I identify myself as pretty much every number that we've looked at so far. Um, honestly, not so much this one, though, really? to be honest, as as I'm going through it and I'm like, no, never mind. Um, so I said that this is the number of the spirit. So um, it's a very spiritual number, and it's very introspective, focusing on inner wisdom and your inner voice. I also said it's like one of those numbers where the pers- this person like listens to their gut instincts a lot. Um, I have a lot of gut instincts that I rarely listen to, and maybe that's why I am where I am. Um, I said it's analytical and perceptive. Um, I lack, I think, that perception part of it a lot of times. I'm, like, very oblivious. Um, this is not a podcast, though, about my personality. I'm going to stop saying things that I either am or am not. Well, it's, um, it's hard to they, not do that because it's the only experience you know, so it's fine. Right. People will get it. Um, I, said, I said that the seven excels in the academic areas of math and science, which seems kind of like an oxymoron because I just said it was the number of the spirit, and you don't normally think of, like, spiritual things being math and science. Um. And I said that the seven is the combination of the three, which is the creative number, and you do have that spirituality there, like we talked about in our when we talked about the number three. 
um, and four, which was like the practical and pragmatic type of um, number. And this one I did liken myself to hard worker and world of ideas. I'm like, that. Ah, yeah, that's me, I think. Um, and I said that this number is somebody that is very in touch with their spirituality and always, always seems to be going on spiritual quests to better themselves or to overcome something. Um, to, and they're very determined to meet their goals, so they're very fixated on it. And, but it's normally not something like, a, I want to like stop biting my nails. It's like, a, I want to try and maintain inner peace or something along those lines. Um, and what else did I say about this? I likened it to the chariot um, because it has to do with Apollo. Um, and I think that's it that, for me on seven. What did you think? I'd like to talk about the three and the four a little bit more because it, I like how if you look at four on top of three, similar to the seven of cups card, it shows that nice foundation with the three on top. So if you think of the four as the foundation and the perfection and the mastery, and then you have the creation on top of it, it just equals seven. And it's it's like you have that great foundation, and now you're out there creating. Similar to this guy in the cherry, he's driving out there, he's getting things done. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like that 3-4 combination, and I also like the 3-4 combination because I don't know if you know this, but I'm 43 this year. So this is something yes. I've actually been thinking about a lot the three, four, because even esoterically and in like, quote unquote, occulted hidden knowledge, three, four is really important because it also, um, it's like a shout out back to the pyramid because you have the square that turns into a triangle. So it's, it's that same kind of gaining knowledge. It's, it gives that shout out to, uh, gaining the inner knowledge and the wisdom. So that's why I like it, especially, like I said, because I'm 43, so I'm killing it. Brandon, you have literally never identified yourself as any number. Are you identifying yourself as oh, a seven? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely seven. And <laughs> I was born in July, which is seven. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very nice. 1976. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe there's a reason then that I don't identify a seven, and it's because you identify a seven. This could be it. Yeah, I've, I've always liked seven. Every other for number. some reason, it seems like a lucky <laughs> number, and also like in yes. craps and the dice, the seven is the number that will come out the most. I'm not sure if you know this. I didn't. Yeah. The, um, is that why it's, it's lucky? Of, when you roll two dice, seven is the number that's going to come up most times, odds wise, out of all the other numbers. There's more combinations that make seven. Because you have the one six, yeah. the two five, the three four. Yeah, so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Wow. I've learned something now about gambling. There you go. Um, Don't do it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. There's a reason those casinos are so lavish. They're built with other people's money. Uh-huh. Play poker because you're playing other people. <laughs> okay. So let's move on to our other, our two cards here that we always kind of talk about at the end. Um, the Just a different uh artistic interpretation of the cards. Um, I really appreciate you describing these because I'm always like, what am I even looking at here? Okay, I think um, we'll start off with the Seven of Cups, and this is in the Aleister Crowley deck, the Thoth deck. So Mm -hmm. in this one it says debauch at the bottom, and it looks like they're in a swamp, I would say. And you have one cup at the bottom that's supporting the other six cups. So you have the one cup at the bottom is a little bigger, and then if you go up, there's two right directly above that one that are smaller and then 
on the top of the two, if you go to the right and left, there's one. And then on top of those, there's another cups. And all those six cups are about the same size. And it looks like they're all connected by some kind of vine that looks to have a flower that's pointing down, releasing mm -hmm. some kind of green, oozy liquid into all these cups. And then again, stripping into the swamp. And... I think it's so interesting that you. I'm sorry. Are you done? Well, with I was just going to say there's like a, a, a one a classical male symbol, like the circle with the plus symbol under it, right, uh, basically at the top of the card. But then go ahead. That's all I was going to say. I just think it's interesting that you said that the flowers were what was putting out the green. I guess the more I look at it, yes, I see that. But it almost, to me, also looks like it could just, like, be coming from the sky because there's a lot of parts where there's green kind of dripping down that doesn't look like it's coming out of the flowers. Mm -hmm. um, I Once again, I was just so thrown because how different is this, I guess, than the Rider weight one? I feel like this one, um, you definitely get that overindulgence mm -hmm. and that, like, fixation on... on um, kind of overdoing things for me. Yeah. It, but well, I don't ahead. get, like, obviously, like, any kind of it, – it just seems like one thing, overdoing one thing, you know? Yeah. Because it's just all the same Um, in terms of, like, it's the same green liquid. It's the same types of flowers, whereas I, I appreciate that the Rider Weight one kind of gave you options and all these different images. This one just kind of looks like an overindulgence um, with one specific thing. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It could maybe point at something that you're doing wrong in your life or maybe taking for granted in your life or just something mm -hmm. that's not working for you anymore. Yeah, and I, what I do love about this card, though, also looking at it, is, though, um, at the bottom, I do love that it's, like, on this. I'm assuming that it's some kind of liquid um, but all of these green drops are causing there to be all these ripples. Yeah, and that's similar to what we were saying last week with the like an ocean of karma or natural law, kind of how mm -hmm. everything affects everything else. Yeah, and I'm just looking at it, I'm just saying like, you know, you see the ripples of things after they're even gone. So it's like those are still impacting this yeah. Liquid. So past Even actions are still creating mm -hmm. waves that we're dealing with. Yeah, it's similar. Mm -hmm. It's very similar to the true concept of karma, which people kind of um, it gets you know a little misrepresented, like everything else. Um, I'm just again, I just feel kind of also looking at it, just like once again, the cups look totally different this week than they did last week. Yeah, yeah, they look more like. Uh, Maybe either glass or some kind of metal. Mm-hmm. I was going to say crystal. Or, yeah, they can use Yeah, crystal, too. But for me, it's because um, they look smooth around, I guess. So that's kind of where I got, mm -hmm. like, the metal part of it or glass. But, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. And did you have any thoughts about the cup at the bottom appearing bigger? I think that's just the, the base. So it represents maybe... Mm -hmm. The, whatever this was that went wrong, that's where it started. And then the, the other cups okay. are kind of growing out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the root cause of this problem. So maybe everything else are just symptoms, and that's where you have to attack it. Is that the base? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, this card made me feel a little uncomfortable um, just because I felt like – I almost felt like sick looking at it. I don't yeah, know, it does. Like, not yeah, that I'm it, of... it reminds me of sickness because it's like mucus or like snot kind of, you know, or yes. or even like um, mold. Vile. Or, yeah, or if you think of like if you ever see a pond that – I think it's like late in the summer when it gets like a lot of algae and it gets all covered with green and stuff. That's kind of what this is representing mm-hmm. or like a bog. That's called – yeah, that's called eutrophication. Yeah, so it's like over. Just throwing that word out there. Eutrophication. <laughs> it's like an over. It's like an overripe fruit. Really, it's like an overripe fruit yes. that's starting to rot. You know, so this mm-hmm. could represent some emotions that are like just overripe and ready to rot. You know, I mean, maybe you just need to look at and focus and see what's really going on there with your emotions. Okay, Brandon, that felt a little bit like a personal attack. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Good. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Do we have any any final thoughts on this card? Uh, no. I think we we can leave it right there. All right. Cool. Let's move on to the chariot card. I'm super excited to talk about this. Yeah, one. Yeah, I really like this card. This is one of my favorite cards in the deck. Um, I really like how it looks like a knight. You know, you have the crab on top of his head. So basically, in the center, it looks like there's a knight in armor and golden armor and he's holding mm-hmm. a circle that looks like it could be spinning or like uh, mm-hmm. emanating some kind of light maybe and then on his head he has a blue crab that looks like it could be like a crown and he's sitting i would say like uh indian style or <laughs> what do they call it um lotus crisscross applesauce like the lotus position or oh. yeah crisscross <laughs> applesauce oh my god <laughs> he's crisscross applesauce <laughs> I just spent too much time with kids. Okay. No, it's great. And let's see. And then at the bottom, instead of there being two different uh, animals, there's four. And there's two that are mm-hmm. facing straight at us. And then one you know, one on either side that are facing away. And on the right and left of the guy in the suit of armor, there's these giant wheels that are kind of like wheels on a horse and carriage. But they're red. And it looks like they're all sitting on some golden bricks, so they're on the yellow brick road. Uh, mm-hmm. and what else? Do you have anything to add? I just say like the background reminds me kind of like um, like a whirlpool or something. Oh yeah, oh kind of maybe like he's coming out of a portal or something. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. And then there's the pillars too. There's like four pillars. Yes. With a roof that's holding up uh, some kind of like chariot roof, similar to the other one. Um, I. So I do want to just jump in here and say um, each of these cards does always seem to identify with um, a specific star sign, and this would be ours. Oh, yeah. Yes, because not only do you have the crab on the top of his head, but at the bottom where it says chariot, there is the cancer symbol, which I also have as a tattoo. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. Okay, so let's just go in here. What? Let's talk about – And um, it's seven, which represents about... July, which most of the cancers are in July. Even though you're a June cancer, we won't hold it against you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right. Let's talk about the um, the wheel or the thing that the, the knight or the person in this chariot is holding. What did you think about that? This reminds you like a witch's cauldron kind of where it's somewhere where he has all different energies and he's holding it. So maybe this is the source of his power or it's something that generates power like a, think of a generator or like a nuclear reactor. That's that's what I'm getting mm-hmm. from this, the feeling I'm getting from this. See, I went totally opposite. I said this was like the Wheel of Fortune. Oh, yeah, all right. 
that's being spun. So you obviously don't see any of the outcomes there. But like I said, talking about oh, the chariot it's in motion, for the rider so weight. Yeah, you don't see it. Yeah, yes. All right. I like yep. That. And it's one of those like you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. It might not be the best outcome, but you're moving towards something. Yeah. There's going to be an outcome. But at least, yeah, you're getting it. I, I, I like that. Yeah, um, I was really excited about that. Um, okay, let's talk about the four figures at the bottom. Let me go first. Please do. <laughs> okay, so these four figures at the bottom, the ones that they they specifically picked, you have a bull, you have an eagle, you have a person, and you have a lion. Um, and those are representative of the four evangelists in um, Christian theology. So each of the four evangelists has a specific symbol human or animal symbol that relates to them but what i really liked about this is not only are they represented here but i love that there is a difference between the head and the feet like it's all mixed up yeah i know i just noticed that i like that so the um the bull has the lion feet the lion has the bull feet the eagle has the human feet the human has the eagle feet um and I just loved kind of that that mix and match type of thing. Um, and for me, it was one of those, oh, even the bodies actually are just kind of also all mismatched. Um, for me, it was one of those, there was no right yeah. animal to pick, right? There's no right breeding to, to go off of or anything like that. It's just taking a little bit of each one and then kind of harnessing all of them to kind of guide you. Yeah, it's similar to what we've said before where different symbols can just represent different parts of yourself. So this could represent all the aspects of yourself. It could represent the four sides of the mind. You know, you have the conscious, the subconscious, um, superego, and the shadow. It could mm -hmm. That could be that. And because they're all, like you said, they have different feet and different body parts, the way the mind works, it's all one and it's all working together, but it can come out looking differently. You never have exactly one side of yourself the same, depending mm -hmm. on either what mood you're in or, like I said, how you have – if you have that inner self-control. And since these look like they're the creatures that are the propulsion behind this chariot, similar to the Sphinxes and the Rider weight deck, this is what's pulling the chariot. You have to get these forces together to work all in the same direction or else you're not going to go anywhere. And I also want to say, like, again, you know how I love kind of cliche saying, but it's like they all have these wings. And because it looks even, like I said before, like it's coming through, as you said, a portal or something um, like a whirlpool or something like that. It's one of those, like, there, there's endless possibilities in where you could go here, right? The sky's the limit. Yeah, you're not just going on the ground. You can go up, <laughs> down, sideways. Exactly. Different dimensions. Um, okay, did you have any other thoughts about, um, let's look at the wheels. Did you have any thoughts on the wheels? I think because they're oversized, it represents the ability to go anywhere. You know, like, mm -hmm. and they're so, they, it just represents when you get, like I said, maybe this, you you were saying this looks like the Wheel of Fortune. And to go back, what I was saying, what he's holding is kind of this generative force. Whatever he has, he can go anywhere. Similar to like these yep. eagles or these different animals, they have the wings. So that's that's what I, I said. That the wheels made it seem reflective of the fact that it can handle a lot. So any journey that you're going on, it's not one of those like just pack light. It's like no, this can handle. Mm -hmm. You know, take all your your baggage with you. You know, and and then try to make a a go for it wherever you're going. 
Um, okay, let's look at the figure itself in there. Very different than the Rider Waite one. Did you have any thoughts about the fact that he's wearing all this armor? I like how you've said this before, but the armor represents a Cancerian thing, the Cancer, because it's similar to the crab mm -hmm. where you have the hard exterior, the shell, yep. and the soft inner, uh, the soft inside. So, yep. and especially he's got the crab right on his head. So, I mean, it's not even like they're trying to be funny about it. They're just telling you. And it's just one of those, for me, I, I felt a connection to that because I so badly want to be like this person um, in terms of just being like, who cares? I'm going to go and do whatever I want and know I'm going to be protected. Yeah. I need to develop that thicker skin, I think. Yeah. But if you look at this card, then that's a great card for that because how did he develop that thicker skin? He got everything together within himself. So inside, mm -hmm. he's this soft, sensitive person. But on the outside, he's not letting anything bother him. He's not taking things personally. He knows that most times when people are talking, they're having a conversation with themselves. Even when they're talking to you, technically, they're just having a conversation with the character that you represent in their head. So they don't even know the real you. So there's no reason to take anything personally. And that's why this guy, that's what he's telling you. Have that thick skin. Be soft in the middle. People that... You want to be emotional around and that deserve your time and attention and emotion, then you take off that armor. But when you don't, then you just have it on. You let things bounce off you. You don't take it personally. I I know you can't. Are you going to cry right now? <laughs> literally, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh you need to tell God. me that literally all the time because literally, I mean, you know, I have for our listeners, I feel like I'm constantly obsessing to Brandon about the same things over and over and over again, and I just constantly need to be reminded of that. Um, he is someone definitely worthy of my time. So um, I just, you know, I need to learn to not take things so personally, and holy shit, what you just said about having a conversation with somebody and saying that that's <laughs> in your head. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's most times I've found in my life. And through reading different books yes. about this, there's this great book. If anybody, if this sounds interesting, it's called The Four Agreements. I think it's, you've yes. heard it, right? Um, anyone, you can Google yes. it, check mm -hmm. it out. And if you want to buy it, go through our Amazon portal, comedylol.com, and buy that shit. But yeah, I, I got the audio book, and I really recommend it because the people, the guy who reads it, it's just great. It really, it, it it's another, it's just another tool that you can use. It, and it helped me mm -hmm. so much in my own life because now... Every time something happens and someone says something, I could just automatically go back and be like, oh, they're not really saying that to me. They're saying it to the character in their head who is playing me. They don't really know me or what's going on inside my head. They're just guessing at it. And at best, in most of it, they're just really worried about life more from their own experience. So that's, you know, that colors everything that they're saying. And they're really worried about themselves more. That is so amazing. I could listen to you say that a million times over and over and over again. Eventually, hopefully, it will sink in because clearly I need to hear that over and well, over again. Well, it is a practice. You've got to keep reminding yourself. It's not like I walk around like I'm some monk and I can always do this. No, people do get to me. I lose my temper, and then later I'm like, why did I even do that? What a, you know, this guy, this whatever. Like I just said, they don't know me, <laughs> so... I don't lose my temper. I just get really yeah, sad. Or same, yeah, or that, <laughs> that too. That's another, you know, everybody deals with it mm -hmm. in a different way. But if you can look at this and then to go to add to that, 
you can even start to empathize with a person because you could say, well, why did this person do this? Say somebody cuts you off in traffic. Well, why did this asshole cut me off? You could just say, hey, maybe he has his sick kid in the car and he's trying to get to the hospital. I think that might even have been in the book. But, you know, whatever it is, or you're at the um, you're at a cashier. I heard a story once somebody said they were in line at the cashier. It's probably just like a fable or whatever, and they're like mad because the lady – in front of them had a baby and the cashier was talking to the baby and it was taking forever. And then when they got up there, they were talking to the cashier and instead of being mad, they were like, Oh, it's the baby. And the cashier's like, yeah, that's my baby. Uh, my husband just got killed. So I have to work and my mom's bringing it so I could see the baby. Cause I don't get to see him that much. And then it's like, Oh shit. You know? So sometimes when you're just pissed off because you're in line or you get cut off or whatever it is, someone's rude to you. Try to think of what it could be, even if it's not true. And I'm not saying that you should excuse terrible behavior of people. This is just when you have control over it. You know, try to get these people out of your life. It's a terrible situation. But, you know, on an everyday mm-hmm. level, you could just say, oh, maybe that's what's going on. And it helps you just empathize with people. And it just makes your life better because then you don't have to take it personally. If somebody says something or, or whatever it is, you just let it go because they're just dealing with their shit. And that's how they're doing it. And most times, yep. they're miserable, and they're just trying to make you miserable, too. So why play that game? The best thing you could do is yep. <laughs> if someone's trying to get you upset and you laugh it off, that's worse than getting upset. That's really going to get to them. Or it can even affect them positively because if they see you laugh about it, then maybe their their day will get better. So that's all I have to say about that. Yes, I think that was very well said, and that you have to say that to me, I think, all the time. Um, Just listen to this podcast any anytime. I know. I'll be there. <laughs> Just listen to Do you to this have podcast. any final, final thoughts on the chariot card? No, I think that's good. I think people are sick of hearing me talk. <laughs> well, I'm not. But, okay, we'll move on from that. Um, next week we'll talk about the Eight of Cups and um, – the number eight. We're getting so close to. And the strength card. Oh, the strength card. And we're getting so close to the 10. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm really excited about the strength card, though, because especially like the way the climate is, where how everybody talks about like female empowerment and how all that stuff. I think this card relates well about how I feel about that. So if you want to hear about that, you can tune in next week to the Terrible Podcast. You can go to ComedyLOL.com. We're on iTunes. We're anywhere you find podcasts. You can find us. And if you want to support us, go to ComedyLOL.com as well. You can donate money. You can send us a message if you have a suggestion. If there's something or a question, if we missed something you think, or if you didn't understand something, let us know. Hit us up. Listen next week and learn why eight is not. That's enough. right. That was terrible. <laughs> All right, everybody. Comedy LOL Podcast Network.